five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. That was uh, an extended version of Sympathy for the Devil, of course. Rolling Stones from Rock and Roll Circus, a uh, TV show um, that was filmed, I think, around 1969. I think it's a BBC, uh, maybe a little bit earlier than that. That was one of Brian Jones's last appearances with the Stones. You could tell he was on the, on his way out. I mean, the guy's playing maracas for crying out loud. You know, he's a guitar player, and they reduced him to playing maracas. So there you go. And I played that song for a reason. It's a very dark song. I mean, when you really step back and listen to the lyrics, there are three main events that Jagger is singing about that have the influence of the devil that's a part of them the crucifixion of christ the slaughter of the romanovs and the killing of kennedy very interesting those three events that have the uh, dark hand of influence waving over them like a uh, like a disembodied corpse. Can you tell I'm in a bit of a dark mood? It's the Scorpio moon and it's uh, <clears throat> balsamic. And uh, we're dealing with, of course, the anniversary of the death of JFK. And next year it will be the 60th year. JFK, of course, assassinated on 11 22. 63 so 11 22 23 will <clears throat> mark the 60th year of uh the assassin now a lot of people don't think he's dead like he just went off to some underground little bunker somewhere or maybe he became jimmy carter or something like that but in the eyes of the american public right he's dead dead gone it doesn't fucking matter whether he faked his death or not the effect is still the same so the effect was devastating to say the least and i've done lots of shows on jfk and the impact that it's had on everything it changed the timeline and it, it that's when jfk was taken out <clears throat> that's when uh, the so-called deep state 
went into action. The deep state took over. The CIA. The CIA took over and started running everything. And presidents were mostly proxies for an agenda. Of course, Nixon bucked the trend a little bit. And um, at the end of the day, they didn't they didn't want Nixon fucking with their plans. So they kicked him out. I think I think even Kissinger was losing influence. I mean, once the Vietnam War started to wind down, uh, Nixon had served his purpose, at least according to uh, the people who thought that he was playing a, a vital role in the deconstruction of America and adding to the widening gap, generation gap, and uh, taking the chisel to the social contract. So anyway, that's where we are today. And, <clears throat> you know, we really haven't ever recovered from this moment in time. It's just another, another trauma um, on a very trauma strewn experience on the collective level that we have had to reconcile in a lot of ways. And there have been moments where we, I think we got close to readjusting that timeline. Then of course, nine 11 comes around and changes it all up again. Anyway, we'll talk a little bit more about JFK today and we'll also get into some other related slash non-related material. But welcome to the show. It's 15 Minutes of Flame. If you're listening on the podcast side of things, uh, thank you for that. And as I always like to do, I always like to acknowledge our sponsor at the beginning of the show, which is, of course, True Ham Science. And True Ham Science has been providing high-quality CBD products for relief for our uh, our community here. And, of course, the, uh, the, big, the, the, the big ticket item is always the gummies. I had myself a gummy last night before I went to bed. Perfecto. It was great. Wound up getting a good night's sleep. After going to the gym yesterday, it was perfect. And um, apparently there may be some moon dust gummies coming. Wow, wouldn't that be cool? But in addition to the gummies and the moon dust, Chris has a whole line of uh, liquid CBD products that you can acquaint yourself with and some topicals as well, in case you're looking for some topical relief with CBD. And that actually works. I've used it on my back number of times it's like yeah this is good i should actually use it more uh, anyway you can get all that stuff and if you go to truehimscience.com backslash ref i'm sorry forward slash ref forward slash 23 spend a hundred dollars type in one five m-i-n-s that's one five m-i-n-s and you'll get free product you get some free goodies you might get some free gummies you might get some free <clears throat> who knows what you'll get 
Chris is um, quite generous when it comes to filling the booty. And if you spend $150 or more, of course, you get free shipping. So there you go. True hemp science. All right. Let's, uh, let's stop in and see who's hanging in Chattaria. <clears throat> By the way, did you notice that all of Rock's royalty at that time not all of it, but a lot of rocks royalty at that time were at that uh, rock and roll circus. There's Lennon, John Lennon, Yoko Ono, uh, Pete Townsend, Keith Moon. They were there. So, yeah, it was a celebration. It was a rock and roll circus. All right, let's see who's in chat. So we got we got DJM. See what's going on, brother Mike. Good to see you back from lovely Palm Springs. Palm Springs is one of those places. Is that if you can afford to go to Palm Springs and hang out there, like during the cold months, Palm Springs is pretty pretty chill um, experience. Get yourself a nice little Airbnb, right? Swimming pool. Line up a couple massages, have some nice dinners. I'm not a golfer, but I'm sure you could probably get some good golf in, in Palm Springs. Is that where Bob Hope used to go all the time? Wasn't the Palm Springs open with Bob Hope? Didn't he have his pedophile golf tournament out there? <clears throat> anyway, Palm Springs, good getaway. Uh, there's TJ. What's going on, Thomas? Because there she is, the classy one. The classy lady, Sony. Wendy says, speaking of classy, we got him back to back here. Man, the room is just filled. The room is filled with classy dames. We got some classy dames in here. Let me tell you. Uh, we got Catherine Kramer, too. She's another class act. Uh, let's see. There's my man, Ryan. What's going on, Brother Rye? Good to see you. Beth Berry, double B in the house. Fantastic. The fantastic one is here. Good to see you, CC. Hucklebuck. Hucklebuck 411. Good morning to you, brother. Welcome to the show. Uh, let's see. Who else do we have? Sea Pines. What's happened, Sea Pines? Okay. Anna Sophia. I just love saying that name. Anna Sophia. She's here. Tondar, I need to say good morning. All before somebody figures out, I'm not doing her bidding. It's a test of wills. But you must win at all cost, even though you may not appear to win on the surface. You know what I'm saying? Lynn is here. Hola, what an intense dark moon. Even David is feeling it. Really? David's feeling an intense dark moon? Color me surprised. 
If somebody's going to feel an intense dark moon, it's David Palmer, the Leo King. I think uh, the dark moon is passing over Mars and Saturn in his chart. Casting an elongated balsamic shadow over the monolithic structures of Mars and Saturn. Uh, let's see who else we have here. Is this the DNC's new theme song? No. Uh, Wendy, I'm here in LA. I've been getting the notifications last week, though, on Friday and Saturday. I've been really sick with flu three weeks. I'm oh, sorry to hear that, Beth. Take your vitamins and your supplements. Get a good sweat on. That's what I say. Uh, let's hope I stay connected. Too many electrical outages. But I'm here. We're glad you're here, Lynn. I'm glad you're here. Um, who else do we have? Do, do, do. Can't be carried. Can't be carried. What's happening? Fucking Mick Jagger was so evil, wasn't he? He was so evil. He just oozes evil. Of course, you know, those, those tattoos are just... They're, they're just drawn on there. But of course, they're there for a reason. He's selling. He's selling the uh, uh, the evil genius of the song. Who else do we have? Equicentric. What's going on, Equa? Mick Jagger, a two of clubs. In the uh, playing card deck. Born in the sea. He has the same birthday as Carl Jung. Let's see. Who else do we have? I did Jagger's chart a long time ago. Long time ago. Okay. Let's see. Put the shirt back on, Nick. <laughs> that's funny wendy clown world even back then yeah absolutely i needed it after the last 24 hours well it fits in with the kennedy theme i was gonna play heartbreaker but i'm like nah let's just let's just go all the way Let's have tea and sympathy for the devil. Well, hey, Ren is here. What's going on, Ren? The wandering Ren. Anybody else? Anybody else? Miss Nikia. Dude looks like a lady. Yeah, he was gender bending. They were gender bending back then. Uh, lots of snow in South Dakota. Nobody wants to admit there's no water instead of snow. I call it Teflon. Yeah, it's, it's nucleated. Nucleated pellets. It's like shredded packing peanuts. Yep. Yeah. Try, uh, try to burn it. See what happens. Sometimes it looks purple. Is, uh, is the muse here? Christine Muse. 
That's my new nickname for you, Cremo. Christine Muse. Cremu. Cremu. I like Cremu. Cremo sounds too much like, like a crematorium. Cremu. I like Cremu. Christine Muse. Who else do we have here? Liberté. Hey, what's going on? Good to see you. Yeah, Tom, Tom is Tom is uh, uh, the uh, press secretary for Leon Louise. Oh, you haven't heard him for about six months. Hmm. Didn't know that, Tom. Don Renee Hart, the Leo Queen, is here. Lyle Coyote, I was 11 months old when JFK was shot. So it was assassination and COVID slash NW have kind of bookended my life. Going to visit the eternal 15 minutes of flame. It's one of my first memories when I was three years old. Yeah. So I was, I told, I've told the story. I was, uh, I was three when Kennedy was uh, taken out. And I must have been right after because they had a, it was the, the presidential motorcade and funeral. And I was in the hospital having my tonsils removed. And I remember sitting on, on the bed and they had a little black and white TV in the corner of the room. And it was the motorcade. And my mother was in the hospital room. And I asked her, I said, uh, what's going on up there? She said, uh, that's the funeral for the president. He died. I'm like, oh, okay. I, I mean, at that time, I, I really didn't even understand the concept of a president. I mean, Kennedy's, um, you know, the presence in my early life is almost nil up until that point. And then the first president I really kind of get to know through the media is Johnson. And I'm like, who is this dude? Who is this motherfucker with the big ears? He's an ugly motherfucker. Uh, great interview last night. I played James Bartley. I like James. James James and I grew up um, in the same neighborhood, different times, but same neighborhood. Uh, let's see. Who else do we have? I should be getting my CBD package. Can't wait. Hey, Scrubbies is here. What's going on, Tamara? I need a massage. I'm in the process of building a fire pit and a deck. Sounds like you need brawny. Remember the uh, TV commercial? They have this lumberjack dude with the with the paper towel. I think that's what you need, Dawn. You need a guy to come out there and help you nail that deck in. Nail that deck in. And then after the deck is nailed, bring you inside and take those strong brawny hands and just work right over your 
your tight, stiff, sore body. Wouldn't that be cool? Uh, let's see. What else do we have here? Leon Luis has joined the Mexican cartel. I'm sorry to say. We all had so much faith in him. Maurice 100 is here. So let me tell you why I was late today. There is a reason why. Let me tell you why. Let me show you why. I can even show you. I have a note. I have an excuse. See, I went to Rumble to set up the live stream. And this is what I saw when I was putting the show together. And guess what? It's still there. So I was actually waiting for this thing to boot, which is why I was a tad late. And we still wouldn't have a show if I just didn't go live because I'd still be fucking waiting. All right, who else do we have here? Mars and Saturn and Scorpio for me too. That's endurance. That's endurance. Christine is classy. You know, I, I can't leave her out of the classy conversation. Christine is classy. Didn't mean to admit you there, Cremu. Let's see what else we have here. I have to say the four in the car to the six in the car. So he gets me going. If Conley wasn't in the car, how did he get hit by the magic bullet? Yes, the magic bullet. I am salty today. I have my salty moments. Uh, when I was little, my parents told me that Ronald Reagan showed up on every channel because I was naughty. That is a fucked up message. <laughs> it's like some big brother shit. It's like he's there to tell you how, how, how it's, man, that is weird. That is some strange parenting, Thondar. Strange parenting. I hope you don't do that uh, with your baby. Oh, look. Look, it's Joe Biden. <laughs> I know you wouldn't do that. That is funny shit. Um, let's see. What else do we have? Anybody new? Anybody new? Anybody new? I think we're there. Lyle's ex-wife died last week in Birmingham, UK. Oh, that's that's a bummer. Sorry to hear that. Did not know that. The ex-wife thing is always weird because so you're not always you're not always close with your ex-wife. You know, I like my first wife. I don't even know where she is. I have no idea. She she went underground. I haven't heard from her in years. It's strange how we have these affiliations. We're close to people, and and uh, and then they 
disappear. They go into, into an alternate universe, right? They go back to the place that they came from before you met them, whatever place that is. So there's a lot to talk about today. Um, I'm going to just read a tweet that I put up on, on Twitter. This is kind of how I feel. I'm into feeling today. I'm into feeling. It's all the water. So I put this uh, tweet up on Twitter. And it really, to me, says how I feel about this moon that we're in. Then uh, we'll, we'll dive into today's show. So this is the, the tweet that I have here. I mean, I can make it bigger, I think. Getting ready to enter the balsamic phase of the Scorpio moon where it hits the south node tomorrow. I wrote it last night. Something's rotting. It's the West. COVID corpses. People sick of the zombified worship of trans gods and the writers of the old law who keep everyone in line. Purgatory. So if you, in case you aren't paying attention there, purgatory is like purgatory with purging. We're in this place right now. And when the moon goes new in Sagittarius, things might be a little lighter and brighter. But for now, the next 24 hours, we're in a, you know, we're, we're in this deep, deep phase of the moon that encompasses the eclipses that we've been through. Um, and, yeah, this is a moon that's related to, to death, right? This is a death moon. The Scorpio moon is death. And by the way, this is no, uh, this is no slight or, 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 um, be little men of anybody who has a Scorpio moon. It just is the way it is. That's how that's how it, that's how it rolls. And so when we go through the death moon in the balsamic phase on the south node, there are there are endings afoot, and there's this creeping sense that something foul is in the air. I remember the first time I actually uh, had a real whiff of death. It was something I'll never forget. I was living in Seattle and I was there for some bullshit court date. So the court is in downtown. Seattle, you actually go to a fucking desk and sit with the judge. Like you sit, it's like you go, you're going to the principal's office. I don't know what it was about. I forget. So I had to park my car kind of close to where the old kingdom was, which is, I think, where the new stadiums are, and had to walk back up to the courthouse. And at that time, they had a, uh, like a kind of a flop house apartment. And 
as I walked past this flop house apartment, there was a coroner's van parked in front. And there were these two people in full on hazmat gear, head to toe. And they were, they were pulling a corpse into the coroner vehicle, just as I was walking past it. And I'll never forget the smell. It was the stench of a rotting corpse. And it was somewhere between like rotting meat, uh, pungent tobacco, wet leather. It was, it, it was, but it, it was, it was acrid and, and, and thick. And these guys are fucking bundled up and, you know, in, in full on hazmat gear. I'll never forget that smell. That's what this moon is like. That's what it feels like. And there was this little pulse of life after the midterms or, you know, up to the midterms. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, we're going to go get them. We're going to go out there. We're going to kick their ass. It's going to be a red wave. really wasn't and so there's that that letdown of the aftermath of that event and that experience and we're still in kind of in the i mean for crying out loud i think there's are there any elections that are still on the table i guess i guess bobert's uh challenger finally conceded the whole Arizona thing is way up in the air still. Uh, the attorney general refuses to certify the election. Other counties are not, are, uh, there could be a fucking riot in Arizona. I would not be surprised. The whole pitchforks and, and torches thing is still in the air, right? We're still in the air. You know, Mars's retrograde doesn't go direct until January 13th, which is a Friday. So we're in the, we're, we're in that phase. We're in the, we're in the horror phase and things are being revealed to us that are not that, uh, not that pleasant. Not that we haven't been trained over the past few years. You know, we've been taken into uh, a 24 seven trauma program. I mean, ever since Trump got elected, it was nothing. It's been nothing but, Jolt and trauma, jolt and trauma, even after he was gone. It didn't matter. You're still gonna you're still gonna get the shock the monkey treatment. So the impact of Kennedy was really uh, in a lot of ways the, the death of the republic in the birth of what we call the deep state. And I think it's very interesting when you go back and listen to Sympathy for the Devil and you hear the three examples that were given by Jagger were the, 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 the dark hand of fate sort of move people along 
to do their appointed duties. All three of those events, if you go down deep enough, circle the drain with the same group. And uh, that group is doing everything in its power to assert itself and retain its power. Recently, Elon Musk was asked if Twitter will have free speech. And he said, we will allow free speech, but not far reach. Do you know where he got that phrase from? He got that from the ADL. Because what he will do, that's an ADL talking point. It's a very important one. What he will do is he'll, he'll allow people to say shit, but through the algorithm, you know, they'll, they'll mute the tweet. They'll make sure that it's, you know, contained in like a certain vector, right? Or a certain um, containment zone. Like only so many people can see it. Because they can do that. They can, they can push things. They can make it go viral. They can suggest it. I mean, they, they can, you know, feature anything they want. On, on Twitter, they can shadow ban you. So for instance, I subscribe to Jason Whitlock's feed. I never get his shit. I actually have to go to his Twitter feed and see what, he, see what he's saying. There's a ton of people I subscribe to. I'm on their feed. I never get their tweets. I never get Delano's tweets. I never get Royce White's tweets. I never get any of their tweets. I actually have to go to their page and then see what they're talking about. That's all part of the algorithm. They can just move things, shift things, hide things, promote things. And I don't think it's going to be any different with Musk. You know, the whole thing with Twitter is that, you know, Musk wants to, he's got this, he's got this chat app called XChat. And it's modeled on WeChat, which is the app in China. And in China, they use WeChat for everything. So whether it's communicating, whether it's checking in with your uh, COVID, latest COVID test, um, whether it's looking at your social credit score, WeChat is the ubiquitous app everybody uses in China. So Musk wants XChat to be the, not just the US version, but the global version outside of China in any other country, probably Russia too, where they will use that app to access everything, like one app to rule them all. And he'll use Twitter to help his app become entrained via artificial intelligence. Like there, there will be something that the app will learn about from all the Twitter functions and algorithms and all the things that go along with it. I mean, ultimately that's what he wants. The Twitter is just a, Twitter is just a, a phase for Musk. 
it's 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 not anything it's it's more of a laboratory and um more of a way for him to corral people and then ultimately move them into wechat that's his plan and he doesn't he's i mean he's kind of talked about it he hasn't been incredibly open about it but he's he's talking about it if you read between the lines that's exactly what he's doing but for now he's returned a few so-called hot topic tweeters with the exception of alex jones jones is not back nick fuentes is not back he did bring james Lindsay back which i appreciate i like james Lindsay. i think he's really bright and uh, twitter wasn't the same without him he has good tweets at the end of the day though he's turned over the uh speech policy to the adl he's done it he's like here you go you got to have that you got to have that seal of approval you got to have that little circle k with your product you don't have that oh the advertisers they'll be they'll be very wary about advertising on twitter we don't want to lose that income stream because somebody might say something that other people don't like. And since our product is associated with Twitter, we'll get doxxed and we'll get boycotted. That's the state of Twitter. And I've never, I've never bought into the whole Musk thing. I think he's a fraud. I mean, anything he's, he's never built anything. He's never built anything. He and his brother had some shitty, like, what was it? Like yellow pages or white pages thing that they put. It was just, you know, it, it was just like, here, let's do this. and Let's put it online and let's get some funding for it. Oh, yeah, we got VC money. Here you go. Then they sold that. I think they sold to one of the, one of the rep web browser companies at that time. It was in, in competition with Google. Remember Alta Vista and all those companies? It was fun when you had more than one web browser. Anyway, the way there's still more than one, but hey, they, they didn't do anything with it. It was a it was a loss, but they made some money. And then they started X.com, which was supposed to be their version of PayPal and more. Right. So what happens? Well, PayPal buys X.com. Because number one, they don't want any competition. Number two, there may be some technology inside of X.com that they can use and we'll bring Elon on. So now Elon's with PayPal and he's associated with PayPal, but he didn't start PayPal. He was brought into PayPal and he was such a pain in the ass and such a, a log in the road that when he was away on vacation in Mexico, they basically got him off the board and fired his ass. They all voted him off. See you later. So that didn't work, even though he loves to claim that he was a, a developer of PayPal. Eh, he was brought on. It was already, it was already happening. It was already happening. And then these guys from Tesla, who were Valley guys, are looking for somebody to, 
you know, promote their car and, and not only promote their car, but take it to another level, get some VC funding. And of course they run into Elon and, oh, I am the creator of Tesla. No, you're not. And the original guys that started Tesla, they're gone. SpaceX, government contracts. Like, really, what the fuck has this guy built or made? A flamethrower? Is that what his claim to fame is? I just, I'm not a fan. Just not. And all these people who think that he's, you know, had this red pill moment and this awakening, he's in it for himself, whatever that is. He's a chameleon. He's a shapeshifter. Um, what did I want to get into? Oh, yeah. I want to talk about this Grant Wall thing. It is so annoying. It's annoying as fuck. Let me show you this. Let's go to Yahoo. That's not what I want. Oh. Hold on, let me get a good one here. All right, this isn't bad. So Grant Wall is a journalist. That's a W-A-H-L Wall. And he's in Qatar or Qatar or however you say it. And there are, the American team has decided to, instead of having the red, white, and blue, uh, the stripes on the American team's logo are now rainbow. Apparently, the English team flew in on a jet that was adorned with the rainbow. So Grant Wall decided that he was going to cover the U.S. versus Wales match. And there are very strict rules about what you can wear and not wear. And Cutter, why? Because it's a Muslim country, and they have very strict religious laws, tenets, whether you agree with them or not, doesn't fucking matter. It's Those are their house rules. And when you're in somebody else's house, you are a guest, right? You're a guest. And there are certain things. Somebody says, hey, can you please take your shoes off before you come in? What are you going to do? Be Rick James and stomp all over everything? No, you're going to take your fucking shoes off. You're going to come in the house and you're going to be a guest. Of course, you know, there's limits. 
I'm having bad thoughts. I'm having Scorpio moon thoughts. Um, but you know what I mean? It's like, have some respect. Know, know that this is not going to play well in Qatar. So here we go. FIFA World Cup 2022 sport journalist Grant Wall said the World Cup security denied him entry to the United States opener against Wales at the Ahmad bin Ali Stadium in El Rayon. He's at the Ahmad bin Ali Stadium in El Rayon, and he's wearing a fucking rainbow shirt. They asked him to take his shirt off. He was briefly detained on Monday when he tried to enter a World Cup stadium in Qatar while wearing a rainbow shirt for the LGBTQ community, a country where same-sex relations are illegal. Grant Wall, former Sports Illustrated journalist, who now has his own website, said World Cup security denied him entry to the United States opener against Wales at the Ahmad bin Ali Stadium in El Rayon, El Rayon and asked him to take his shirt off. He said his phone was taken away when he tweeted about the incident. I'm okay but that was in an unnecessary ordeal. I'm in the media center, still wearing my shirt, was detained for nearly an hour. Go gays. He said a security commander later approached him, apologized, and allowed him into the venue. He also received an apology from Representative FIFA. I'll tell you why. I'll show you why he was given the royal treatment here in a second. But you know what this is? This is, this is what I call reverse colonization. So the traditional idea of colonization is that, you know, European country, theoretically, would go to an underdeveloped country, go in, colonize it, plant the flag, subjugate people, and start to extract resources. The, the, the basic definition, and then set up homesteads. Basic definition of colonization. Now, this is a colonization of the hive mind, meaning that he's there to spread an idea or to um, spread a... Uh, mind virus amongst the people in Qatar. It's a form of colonization. We're going to colonize this territory through the application of a particular idea and or ideal. It's the, it's the absolute mark of arrogance and hubris. Like, like what is, what is motivating this guy? Is it his love of Jesus Christ and God so he can protect Christian homosexuals from, or Muslim homosexuals? I mean, I don't know. Like, you know, is it some kind of secular, uh, burning secular mission that this guy is on? I, I, is it to get people aware that he has a website and no longer writes for Sports Illustrated? Oh. Now we might be getting closer. So I looked into Grant Wall just a little bit more. And he is not your typical sports writer. 
So briefly, it says over here, born December 2nd, 1974. Oh, look, he's from Mission, Kansas. So he, he was born literally in the place where he's on a mission. Sagittarius, of course, Sagittarius. Sagittarians are great. They can be some of the worst proselytizers, though. You know, once once a Sagittarian wraps their head around an ideology that they believe in, look out. They'll beat you to death with it. Let's check out his spouse. This is where it gets interesting. Celine Grounder. Celine R. Grounder is an American infectious disease physician, internist, epidemiologist, filmmaker, and medical journalist who specializes in infectious disease and global health. She was a member of the COVID-19 Advisory Board transition team of U.S. President-elect Joe Biden. She works for John. She went to Johns Hopkins, Princeton, University of Washington. She works for fucking Joe Biden. Who do you think made that call? Who do you think made that call from cut from to Cutter to to get Grant Wall into the stadium? It was his wife to the Biden administration. That's exactly how this thing went down. So that's what you call executive privilege. So Grant Wall is married to a political, kind of a political heavyweight. Grounder was born in the United States to a mother from Normandy, France, and a Tamil Indian father. Her father, Raj Natarian, that's Gounder, not Grounder is from a small village near a road in Tamil Nadu. Just to get all the bona fides. They have two dogs and they live in New York City. Oh. Isn't that isn't that sweet? So she is um I would say strategically, in a strategically selective place. But all it takes is one phone call to her to get into somebody from the Biden administration to go right straight to like the president or whoever, whoever's in charge of like FIFA and then the whole, you know, cutter relationship. There you go. Sorry, we made a mistake. But it's it's arrogant. I mean, the whole thing is just fucking arrogant. In 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 my estimation. To totally totally arrogant. Like, I'm here to force this belief system on you and your people, even though it's not part of your culture. crazy um 
All right. What else we want to talk about today? So I read a rumor. Here, here is the rumor mill part of the show. I read a rumor. Take it at face value. But if I don't share it with you, I'd be remiss. I read a rumor that once the banks close on Thanksgiving, they're not going to open again until after the first of the year. Because that is when they will make the transition to the US DT, right? So that's a rumor. And it seems to be a pretty grounded source. So, and I just ran across this today. And it kind of fits where we are with the South Node in Scorpio. And the balsamic moon and things like security. Uh, home. Remember, we're letting go, like we're in this letting go phase and kind of the culmination of these eclipses that we've been through that definitely have to deal with money and hard assets, soft assets, crypto, all the things that go along with that. So I don't know what, what the you know, what the answer is or what the, what the remedy is here. And I'm trying not to uh, be a fear monger when I talk about this because it's a lot to process, right? If you look around, you'll see that the G20 has basically said, you're going to need a global, a global health passport. We don't care if there is any COVID we just decided you're going to need a global health passport. So you're going to need to be able to show wherever you go in this world, right, that you're up to date on your shots, you're healthy, come on in. Do you think that that passport is going to be a paper passport? No. This is why Elon Musk is getting into this X chat thing. He knows where this is going. Right after the whole FTX Bankman Freed thing, which just the more you know, the more that we have a little bit of distance from that whole thing, it's just it's just what it just blows your fucking mind how these nerdy on the spectrum vegan meth snorting poly cosplay island of misfit toys is put in charge of running ftx and alameda it just blows your mind when you when you when you put it all together and sam bankman freed running around and talking about this whole idea of altruistic capitalism 
I mean, this was really the gospel of FTX. I'll get back to the uh, the the bank thing in a minute, but th this was the whole gospel of FTX. You know, he's like, "Oh, I'm Robin Hood." I mean, that's really the the, the storyline that he was running. Oh, I have all this money, and and I just do all these things, and I I like to give it away. And this this is this, and by the way. Like, he's not the only proponent of this thing. It's become kind of a buzz, like like a, not even a buzzword, like a buzz concept where, where people are encouraged to be involved in this altruistic capitalism. And really what, what it means is that, you know, we're, we're going to reroute money to socially uh agreed upon programs that we think that the money should go to so all those programs are defined climate social justice social injustice that's where the money goes the democratic party so he got people like hooked on this idea that was his story and when they would ask him how we got all this money, he would never really talk about it. He wouldn't say a hell of a lot. Kind of move it, move it along. And so on the heels of that, you have 12 banks that basically, okay, look, we are all going to look at a secure and centralized coin. That's what they're doing. They're 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 using the FTX debacle to develop or further develop something they've already got in the pipeline. Because they're not just gonna like overnight and say, okay, let's let's start, let's, let's, let's figure this out. They've been fucking at this for a long time now. A long time. So when they say we're gonna we're gonna take 12 weeks to explore this. Really, what they're saying is, we're going to take 12 weeks to put the finishing touches on it. 12 weeks is three months. That takes us out to the beginning of the year. So that kind of fits the timeline of this rumor that I ran across. But the last day of physical banking will be tomorrow. Just saying. And that's part of this balsamic moon. So what does that mean? Well, you could probably still use your debit cards. They'll, they'll work for a while. But then, but then what happens after? What happens when the system comes back on and you've got to log into your phone and all of a sudden all your transactions are right there? And then very rapidly, they turn the boil up in the pot. What are you going to do? Because that moment, whether it's three, 12 weeks from now or 12 months from now, we are going to have to stare down that moment. And that's something that I think very few of us, even the absolute most prepared of people, 
are really ready for. We will be in uncharted territory. And you're going to have to figure out whether or not you're going to play with this. And this is going to be your, your mode of transaction. And that gets into a lot of other things. You know, how long are we going to, how long will I be able to do this? You know, how long will we be able to uh, meet in an environment like this for choosing to opt out of the system? I mean, these have very, very deep, long range ramifications. And whether it's three months from now, 12 weeks from now or 12 months from now, we're going to go down this path. And that's really where we're going to be tested in a big way. I mean, we're looking at big planetary change with Pluto. Um, we're looking at planetary change with Saturn. And this next run is Saturn. Uh, Saturn and Pisces through Aries. Um, I'm, I'm just looking at the aspects, and I'm not, I'm not thrilled about them. I mean, I do think there could be some interesting things when Uranus moves into Gemini and Pluto's in Aquarius, and uh, Saturn goes, Saturn and Neptune go into Aries. Things happen very, very quickly, right? There's kind of a, there's kind of a radical vibe in the air. But there's also, I think, a very totalitarian vibe in the air, too, especially with Saturn and Aries and Neptune and Aries. Wow. That's got heavy, heavy, heavy implications. And then we have three years of Saturn in Pisces. I'm going to talk about this on the Sunday night show. But if you go back and you look at the last time Saturn was in Pisces, that's when everything really starts to go off the fucking rails. That's during the 90s. Everything starts to go off the rails. That's when the Clintons come into power. Um, you have, you know, the, the Mina cocaine mafia, which had already been well-established in business. They were coming to power, right? That's what was happening. And now, instead of cocaine, they're bringing crack. They're bringing crack into America. They're setting up crack houses. It's really the birth of gangster rap. I mean, it is the, the, that period of time in the 90s, you know, roughly uh, 94 to uh, 97, the end of 96, you know, it's, it, that's, the, that's a brutal time. Absolutely brutal. So when O.J. Simpson, the whole O.J. Simpson thing happened. And I, I'm convinced that the O.J. Simpson event was ultimately much bigger than uh, we understand. Its impact upon our collective experience. It's much bigger. It's one of those high-profile cases where you see somebody get away with murder. You know, whether or not he actually murdered Nicole and Ron Goldman, uh, there's there's a lot of debate about that. But clearly, OJ was involved. OJ 
was there, right? OJ had incriminating evidence and Bobby Kardashian helped him get rid of it. There's a great special on the suitcase where like all of OJ's like bloody clothes and all this other stuff are in this suitcase. And he, and apparently I forget who put it together. It might've been OJ, but OJ had a deal with Bobby Kardashian. He, you know, he and Bobby Kardashian were very tight. And in fact, OJ had a, uh, a fling with Chris. But then again, who hasn't had a fling with Chris? And the rumor is, is that um, Chloe's actually OJ's kid. There's also another rumor that she's the daughter of, she does not look anything like the other Kardashian girls. Anyway, so he left, he worked out this thing with Bobby Kardashian where the police were actually going through his house. Like it's crazy what happens. And there's an actual video of this whole thing. There's a total video where OJ left instructions to Bobby Kardashian to pick up this suitcase that was on the sidewalk outside of um, his place. And you can see Bobby Kardashian like talking to this cop and everything. And, you know, the suitcase is there and, you know, he just looks down and, some point he picks it up and takes it away. That suitcase, whatever was in that suitcase, had incriminating evidence on OJ. And whether or not he he actually killed Ron and Nicole, clearly with whatever was in that suitcase, probably probably blood, more than likely. Um, at the very least, it makes him an accessory. And then he's then he's got to you know finger the guy who who killed them, right? So in our mind, OJ is the murderer because it all theoretically makes sense. But then he gets off, and it's like that's a big deal. It's a really really big deal in the American psyche. And then, you know, from basically 94 to 97, you've got the branch uh, Davidians, David Koresh, you have Terry Nichols, you have Tim McVeigh, you know, this is, this is where they really go all in on kind of the American Patriot or good luck, separate yourself out from the mainstream, start your own little community. We'll come get you. I mean, that is that is the theme of Saturn and Pisces persecution. I mean, that's a total Koresh Branch Davidian transit. So you know the darkness, in my estimation, really comes on during the mid nineties when Saturn goes into Pisces. And then the, the 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 crack epidemic is just through the fucking roof. And um and again, that's all state sponsored shit, right? 
So, you know, we can go back and look at these previous cycles and see, you know, how they unfolded and have a sense as to where this is all going. And it may be somewhat redemptive, somewhat redemptive, but I see a lot of persecution coming with Saturday and Pisces. There are a lot of people who are not going to take an E. They're not going to go here. Right. And that's going to have implications. And Saturn and Pisces is going to test people about their belief, um, their faith, what they'll stand for. And so, you know, on this balsamic moon in Scorpio, as you see, I'm dressed in black. Um, I think the, the big questions are, you know, What what do you what are you here for? And what is your why and what are you living for? And what are you willing to die for? I mean, I think that's really where we're at now. What do you what do you what do you what are you here for? And what what defines your life? Why are you living? Why are you living? Are you just getting by? Are you just trying to wait it out? See where this all goes. Manage your moods, manage your emotions. I think it's fair to say a lot of us are in that boat. If we're going to get through this time, you're going to need to have something stronger. And then the other part of that equation is, is that what are you willing to die for? Are you willing to die for your beliefs? Is that, you know, is that important? Well, I don't know. You know, my, my family needs me or I don't want to miss out on my grandkids. And, and these are the, think of all the sacrifices that were asked of people during COVID and then ramp it up by a hundred. That's where we'll be when ultimately this thing gets turned on and we're transacting through it, which could be a lot sooner than we think. So these are all, this is why this moon is heavy for me, because things are dying, right? They're dying. The system is dying. The West is dying. And some people will say, well, that's good. It needs to. And I agree with you. There, there, there are some rotting vestiges of our, our society that need to die. But I'm not sure we're going to be able to be selective. Right. And then when it all comes down, then what are you going to do? What are you going to do? How are you going to nav through this thing? We have no clue. We have no map to the best of your ability. You can prep it out, which I think is important anyway, period, end of story. But at some point, your preps will run down and, you know, Will there be civil unrest? Uh, will there be, you know, will people just accept it? Hey, guess what? We got this new thing. And if you use it, you're going to get $500 placed in your bank account. And every month thereafter, you'll get another 500. I mean, fuck, it'll incentivize people. Yeah, sure. Great. I didn't have that before. I was broke. Yeah, bring it on. 
but always there's strings attached. So I think we should really um, celebrate in the immediacy of our moment in time, especially with friends and family um, over the next few days, and really make these days count. Maybe we should just have that as a, as a goal every day, is to make the days count. Because based on this old system, I just don't know how much we have, how much time we have left. Based on the old system, there'll always be a system, right? And the other thing is that when we start to get into questioning power, who has it? And why that conversation is verboten. And more and more people are clamoring for that conversation. That's when things happen and happen quickly. That's when the acceleration starts. So we're in the acceleration phase. We are definitely in the acceleration phase. Look, I, I, the end of the day, even though my faith in humanity at times is a little bit um, shaken, my experience with people in my immediate circle, whether it's uh, Chataria, whether it's the event, is that there are some just truly special, wonderful, gifted, um, and system-busting people in this world. And that's really truly what our, our, our spirit is. And you know, that's going to be the thing that ultimately will define what we do and how we come through this. And remember, you're not alone. There's millions and millions of people who uh, believe and share, you know, this core, um, this core faith. And don't discount the fact that those numbers are growing as well. And we'll find strange allies during this time. All right, I'm out of here. I'll be back tomorrow. And um, I have an idea for a show tomorrow. I have to flesh it out. In the meantime, use your head in order to discern what's real, your heart to say what's possible. Chataria, thank you very much on the podcast side of things. Thanks for listening. And uh, have a great day. We'll be back tomorrow. Bye for now. <laughs>